Ah, yes. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California, for this edition of MLB Morning Coffee. My name is Greg Mraz, your host. It is a pleasure to have you aboard. You're listening to this today, and you're wondering, we don't have a top 10 episode. We don't have a coffee conversation. We're going to have more of those upcoming, but there is news to get to, which is why we're doing an episode off the cuff and live here for you today. Before we do that, some housekeeping items. If you have not written a review, do so. Whether you like the show or not, please do so. We need to get more reviews up in this joint. Leave a rating, hopefully a five-star one, but if it's below that, you're more than welcome to leave that as well. Actually, don't leave that rating. That will screw up metrics. But if you don't like the show, let me know because I will try to improve it. And subscribe. You want to make sure that when you wake up every morning, that little MLB Morning Coffee logo is fresh in your podcast feed. You can pop that on while you're making coffee, making breakfast, walking your dog, or heck, doing whatever it is that you're doing while we're in shelter in place. And a reminder to all of you, no matter what state you're living in, whether you have a shelter in place order or not, stay the F at home. Okay? Got it. Listen to doctors. Listen to medical experts. Don't listen to garbage. Got it? Good. Speaking of garbage, yesterday early morning, Jeff Passan of ESPN came out with a report about MLB's so-called plan to be able to play a full season of games in Arizona starting in mid-May. Former big league pitcher Brandon McCarthy, who's a great Twitter follow, by the way, put it best. He said in response to this report, there's no such thing as a bad idea in brainstorming. But there sure as shit are bad ideas in whatever the next step after brainstorming is. This, as the episode is titled, is MLB's terrible trial balloon. If I was critical of the 100-game plan that MLB threw out there two weeks ago, then I am putting that in high regard in comparison to whatever the heck this junk is. And I call it junk because it's irresponsible and it's impractical. And I'll explain exactly what it is. But before I do... I do want to put out there that Major League Baseball put a statement out in response to this. And I will read that statement after I read to you the report directly from Jeff Passan. And the reason why I want to do that is that MLB effectively put something out there, this trial balloon, and then after the vitriol that they received, and rightfully so, they pulled back on it. So here's the report from Passan. Quote, Major League Baseball and its players are increasingly focused on a plan that could allow them to start the season as early as May and has the support of high-ranking federal public health officials who believe the league can safely operate amid the coronavirus pandemic. Though the plan has a numerous amount of stumbling blocks, it has emerged above other options as the likeliest to work and has been embraced by MLB and the MLB Players Association leadership, who are buoyed by the possibility of baseball's return and the backing of federal officials, sources said. The plan, sources said, would dictate that all 30 teams play games at stadiums with no fans in the Phoenix area, including the Arizona Diamondbacks Chase Field, 10 spring training facilities, and perhaps other nearby fields. Players, coaching staffs, and other essential personnel would be sequestered at local hotels where they would live in relative isolation and travel only to and from the stadium, sources said. Federal officials at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, as well as the National Institutes of Health, have been supportive of a plan that would adhere to strict isolation, promote social distancing, and allow MLB to become the first professional sport to return. Closed quote. Some of the details of what this plan would be include the following. 
as mentioned in the report that we just read from Passon, they're going to play all of the games in Arizona, which means you've got all 30 Major League Baseball teams in one location. That, to me, seems problematic because if the virus is not under control, you are risking the amount of infections you could potentially be placing upon everybody involved. Now, part of the report says that they don't believe that one positive test is necessarily going to shut down a season, which is why part of this plan is expanded roster sizes. So effectively, if one player catches coronavirus, they get taken off the team, they get put into isolation, and you can put another player on the team. Again, I believe that this is socially irresponsible. It is absolutely diabolical to the health and safety of anybody involved. And I just don't believe that you logistically can make it work. But before we get into our criticisms of this, let's go through the rest of the details. Here's one. Implementing an electronic strike zone to allow the plate umpire to maintain sufficient distance from the catcher and batter. So basically, you're going to have robo-umps. Robo-umps that are calling balls and strikes. You're also not going to allow mound visits in order to limit physical contact. So games will go faster. You've got no mound visits. Ah, a rule just like the minor leagues. They're going to have scheduled seven-inning doubleheaders. So for those of you that don't know, in Major League Baseball, you play nine innings each when you play a doubleheader. In the minor leagues, they are seven games each. They're going to also consider using on-field mics with the players as an added bonus for TV coverage. And they're going to have players sit in the empty stands that are recommended six feet apart instead of in a dugout in order to best practice social distancing. So... That is the best part of this plan, but the fact that you want to do this in Arizona is extremely problematic because Arizona in the summer months is blistering hot. Why do you think the Diamondbacks play in a retractable roof? Because you can't play baseball outside past like 10 a.m. in the summertime in Arizona. You just can't do it. So if you're using other fields besides spring training complexes, that leaves the Sun Devils' new field at Arizona State, Grand Canyon University's field. If you wanted to make the trek down to Tucson, you could potentially play at High Corbett Field down there. You could also play at the University of Arizona's field, which I actually think they might be one and the same, High Corbett and the University of Arizona's field. I'm not sure. I didn't do the research on that because the idea is just plain stupid. You can't have players be playing in that severe heat. You're going to have guys fatigued that much easier. you got to have these guys in their home cities during the summertime. Nowhere gets as hot as Arizona or maybe Texas does during the summertime. And guess what? Both of the teams in Texas now with the Rangers' new domed stadium, you have the Diamondback Stadium in Florida, you have Marlins Park, which is a retractable roof, and the Trop, which is a dome. I mean, you have domes in these places because it's too darn hot to play baseball outside in the summertime which is why a part of this plan is completely ill-conceived. And not just ill-conceived, irresponsible for the player's health. At least you figure they'd be practicing social distancing. Here's where the plan is completely flawed and completely irresponsible. You're expecting to have players in almost complete isolation except when they're at the ballpark. You're expecting them to be sequestered in hotels for four and a half months. First off, how are you going to find hotels for 30 Major League Baseball teams, plus their coaches, plus their essential personnel, plus their broadcast teams? I know that the Phoenix area is relatively big. How are you going to do that? 
And rather, how are you going to make it so that the people that are staffing those hotels are going to be able to go home and be healthy and be safe? How many people are they going to come into contact with? Too many. That's the problem. Not to mention just the hotel workers. How about the people that are working at the ballpark? How about the people that are driving the players from the hotels to the field? If you want players to remain in isolation, what are they going to do about food for four and a half months? Most hotels are not set up to have full kitchens. And I guarantee that they're not going to be able to have if, let's just say, that you expand to 30 players. So 30 times 30, that's 900. You're going to have to find a way to keep 900 players in isolation and safely get them from point A to point B and be able to have them fed in a safe and secure manner. It can't be done. It simply cannot be done. There are too many risks that you have to take in this type of scenario in order to make sure that this works. Now, maybe Major League Baseball actually had a plan in place before they leaked this to Jeff Passan. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just threw this out there because they wanted to see what the reaction is. And then we said off the top, I believe that was the case. And here's the statement that Major League Baseball gave midday yesterday. It says, quote, MLB has been actively considering numerous contingency plans that would allow play to commence once the public health situation has improved to the point that it is safe to do so. While we have discussed the idea of staging games at one location as one potential option, we have not settled on that option or developed a detailed plan. While we continue to interact regularly with government and public health officials, we have not sought or received approval of any plan from federal, state, and local officials or the Players Association. The health and safety of our employees, players, fans, and the public at large are paramount, and we are not ready at this time to endorse any particular format for staging games in the light of the rapidly changing public health situation caused by the coronavirus. So what that says is that MLB basically pulled back on everything that they leaked to Jeff Passan late Monday night. So why did MLB even throw this out there in the first place? Why, after less than two weeks ago, putting out a plan that said that they weren't even going to consider games until they could have fans in the stands and that they had no travel restrictions, why all of a sudden do they go to this? They probably figure that their July 1st plan of trying to get games going in a normal fashion wasn't going to work. That's the long and short of it. They put this out there because they've already realized that the amount of cases this virus is going to cause is going to continue to go upward, and there's no way that they could meet that July 1st date that they set a couple of weeks ago. So they figured that the only chance that they had of getting close to a full season was putting everybody in one location. Problem is, is that that one location is not going to be suitable for guys to be playing past noon outside. The reason why it has to be Arizona or Florida if you were to put this idea forward is because of the amount of spring training facilities that already exist. Those are your two spring training sites. You really can't pick random other city because there just aren't the facilities. You're going to have to be able to have 15 games a day. So if you think about it, you've got 10 spring training sites, the Diamondbacks field, that's 11 sites. Then ASU makes 12 13 would be Grand Canyon University, and then if you're able to go up to Northern Arizona and Flagstaff, that's 14, and heck, if you go down to Tucson, that's 15. So you could effectively have a couple of road games when you're going to Northern Arizona and when you're going to the University of Arizona down in Tucson, but it still doesn't solve the problem of public safety, and that's where I feel like this plan is irresponsible, and the tone of it is not responsible either. 
And I don't think it's because of the plan itself that the tone is irresponsible. Now, I think the plan itself is pretty irresponsible because of all the logistics issues that you have to deal with, and you're putting in danger all of the potential hotel workers, catering workers, transportation workers, stadium officials, groundskeepers, etc., etc., anybody that is involved in this operation to make baseball happen, camera people, audio people, anybody on the television production side of things, you are endangering everybody. How are you going to broadcast these games? You're rotating people in and out of press boxes. Press boxes get crowded. You're going to have way more than five people in a press box at one time. You're not going to be able to broadcast games in a traditional manner. You might have guys having to broadcast from home on a monitor. That's where this could go to. That is the length that they might take in order to make sure that baseball gets played this year. Now, why else do they throw this trial balloon out there? Well, it also does have to do with the broadcasting. All of these teams are making revenue off of their television contracts. That's the biggest moneymaker in baseball. And if there is no baseball, there's a good chance that there are no revenues from those television contracts, which is why the owners, the commissioner, and the Players Association understand that they need to be able to have baseball on TV in order to get all of those revenues from those television contracts. So even if there are no fans in the stands, having baseball games allows you to generate TV broadcasts, which in turn is going to make sure that that revenue stream flows from the television providers to the teams. That's a big reason why they threw this out there. They need to find a way to generate revenue because other than merchandise right now, teams aren't bringing in revenue. And that underscores a bigger issue right now, not just in baseball, but in professional sports. Revenue. When there's no revenue, you can't pay people as much. You're seeing teams around pro basketball asking some of their higher level employees to take pay cuts. You're seeing massive layoffs, not just on the team side of things, but on the broadcast side of things. Heck, I got laid off from my TV job. A lot of people did in a lot of different markets. And it's going to continue to happen as long as there's no revenue coming in. There's no revenue coming in because there's no sports and advertisers don't want to pay if there's no sports. They don't want to advertise on a replay of some game from 1992. Because while some people may be nostalgic and want to watch those games, there are others that just don't give a crap. And they're not going to turn the TV on. And the advertising dollars are going to waste. Plus, with stay-at-home orders, some of these businesses may not even have anything to sell. That's the long and short of it. They may not even have anything to sell. But you cannot force something if it is not safe to do so. People are dying. We have over 12,000 deaths in the U.S. at this point. It's going to continue to grow. Hot zones remain in places like New York, Louisiana. There are parts of California where it's bad. There are parts of Chicago where it's bad. And guess where it's going to get even worse? The South. Why? Because they didn't put these orders in when everybody else was. And they're going to pay for it because you're going to see a spike in cases there. You've got two pro baseball teams in Florida. And Florida was one of the last places to put in a stay-at-home order. Oh, and by the way, they exempted religious gatherings from that stay-at-home order. So you can still have mass gatherings at a church where people are bound to get infected. If you're packing 200, 300 people in a church, I can almost guarantee you that somebody's going to get infected with coronavirus and it'll continue to spread. 
My grandmother is one of the best Catholics that you'll ever meet. She's 91 years old, and she's perfectly fine staying at home and watching Mass for shut-ins because it keeps her safe and because the state of Illinois told her to do so. And everybody in the state of Illinois is doing a good job and obeying us. And everybody in the state of California is doing a good job and obeying their stay-at-home orders. But in the places that aren't, it's going to continue to spread the virus. And as long as it is pervasive and widespread across a variety of different states, states where a lot of these players might be living right now, you cannot bring baseball back. If the governors of states are defying health orders and people in those states are defying health orders and aren't taking this seriously, how can sports come back? If people aren't taking it seriously and are going to allow this thing to spread even further, how does any plan to bring sports back work? Because you don't know who's been in contact with who and who's been where and what's been what, and you could be bringing one person, one person in particular out of those potential 900 could infect the rest of them, and now you've got a pandemic on your hands amongst all of Major League Baseball, and you basically shut it down before it all even begins. The Japanese League, the Nippon Professional Baseball League, thought that they were ready to go. And within three days of their spring training starting up, three players got coronavirus and the commissioner of the league said, we're shutting it down. Why is South Korea able to play exhibition games right now? I'll tell you why. Because their government got out ahead of this. Their government listened to health officials. Their government decided to do the right thing and help their people get tested and put these orders in place earlier. And now... They can actually play baseball because their people were smart about it. I'm not trying to stir up any further issues here. I just want to talk about baseball. That's why you hop on MLB Morning Coffee to talk about baseball. But why do I give that impassioned speech? I give that because there are so many bigger issues that are going to come into play that will prevent sports from getting started again. There are so many more issues that are going to fester if this virus isn't contained. You can't hope or pray away a pathogen. It's not a person. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. It doesn't have feelings. It has a job to do. It does what it's programmed to do, and that is infect people. I am just continually befuddled at the amount of people that think that we can just bring sports back because of the fact that we want sports back because we're bored and we don't have things to do and we need to be entertained. Well, you know what? People need to get healthy first. And Major League Baseball, by even floating this idea for May, it is so effing irresponsible. It is setting a bad tone for the rest of professional sports. I think Major League Baseball just wanted the attention. They would put out such a cockamamie idea that they could float it out to Jeff Passan, knowing that he's a reliable source, knowing that he's somebody that a lot of Major League Baseball people hold in high regard, have him put this out there and see what the reaction would be. And clearly, if you've already listened to minute 1920 at this point, that the reaction from me is not good. I heard an interview earlier today with Adam Silver. He was talking with Ernie Johnson of TNT, and Silver basically said that they have no idea when the NBA is supposed to come back. And you know what? We're going to actually play that clip for you right now. When we initially shut down, we were calling it a hiatus or a pause. There was a notion of 30 days because there wasn't any of the widespread view that at that point, 
that our country would in essence be entirely shut down over the next several weeks. And so the fact is now sitting here today, I know less in a way than I did then. Wow. I think, I think in some ways, just as I listen to the public health experts and the people um, that are advising us, the virus is potentially moving faster than maybe we had thought at that point, and that it therefore may peak earlier. Um, what that means in terms of our ability to come back at some point in late spring or, or summer is still unknown to me. And essentially what I've told my folks over the last week is that we should just accept that at least for the month of April, we won't be in a position to make any decisions. And I don't think that necessarily means on May 1st we will be, but at least I know, I think just to settle everyone down a little bit, it doesn't mean that internally, both the league and in discussions with our, our players and the teams, we aren't looking at many different scenarios for restarting the season. But I think it honestly is just too early, given what's happening right now, to be even able to project or project or predict where we'll be um, in, in a few weeks. Is there any kind of, and again, understanding that to try to, you know, build a timeline or anything like that is, is kind of difficult, but is there a date where you're saying, look, if it goes to this, then we can't finish the regular season. We will just go to the playoffs. Or have you made a decision right now that, that if it resumes, we'll just pick it up. Are you trying to finish the regular season? Honestly, we haven't made any decisions. I mean, in, in, a, in a perfect world, yes, we would try to finish the regular season in some form and then move on to the playoffs. Um, but what I've learned, I think initially, sort of the first week, first two weeks, we were looking at more specific scenarios in terms of if we start this date, what will that mean for the regular season? When would the playoffs begin? When would they conclude? And again, what I've learned over the last few weeks is that we just have too little information to make those sort of projections. Sorry. Um, I, I will say, though, that as I look out into the summer, there does come a point at which we would start impacting next season. Now, we, even there, I think a few weeks ago, nobody thought we were talking about even a potential impact on next season, independent of what we might choose to do to finish our regular season and playoffs. Again, I think now because so little is known, you know, we're we're we, we're we're here, we're ready to go. I mean, I I don't want to leave the suggestion in with anybody that we're not doing everything we possibly can to restart under the right circumstances. But of course, player safety and and the health of everyone in, in the NBA family has to come first. I mean, that may mean that there's a scenario in which we can play without fans. I mean, that's something we look a lot at. In fact, I think the Warriors were scheduled to play the first fanless game before we were shut down. So we were looking at that possibility and we're thinking about what that might mean. How would those games be televised? Would we still play in huge NBA arenas or would we go to practice facilities? Is there, would we go to a single site? I mean, there's been a lot of conjecture about um, various cities and places that, that might hold a tournament. Again, we're, we're in listening mode right now. We've been contacted by many of those jurisdictions to ask what our level of interest is, and we've, we've talked to them about what their capabilities are. But, but once again, it's just there's, there's too much unknown right now.
Adam Silver just said it best. It is perfectly okay to not know the timeline. It's okay to not make any decisions. You even heard him say it. They're not going to even consider making a decision until the month of April is over. And Major League Baseball is floating these ideas out there, even if they're not serious about them. You cannot let it on to the public that you're considering putting individuals in harm's way just for the sake of getting the sport back up off the ground. I mean, the Masters said that they're going to have the tournament in November. Think about how far away that is. This is supposed to be Masters week. The Masters is supposed to start tomorrow, and they're considering doing it in November. All of the major golf championships postponed. The PGA was supposed to be here in San Francisco in May. I drive by Harding Park where it was supposed to be almost every day. Well, I did drive by it almost every day. I'm not doing that anymore. We are shelter in place here in California. We are staying inside our houses. We are only going out for essential groceries and goods. But they postponed till August. The U.S. Open in New York is supposed to be in June. They postponed until September. And the Masters, because it's too hot in Georgia during the summertime, by the way, they went from April all the way to November because they can play in November down there. Their optics look great. Basketball's optics look great. You can judge where the NFL's optics are at this point. Baseball's optics don't look very good right now. That's my opinion. You can agree with it. You can disagree with it. However you want to call it. The optics don't look good right now because of this terrible trial balloon that they threw out there. I feel like every 10 days we're going to get some sort of new plan that they hatch up that might bring baseball back sooner. But again, until it is safe to do anything, until stay-at-home orders are lifted, there should not be any professional sports. And this is coming from somebody that has his livelihood depend on working in sports. I value public safety over everything else. So you have to take that into account before you even consider getting back on a baseball field. This has been another edition of MLB Morning Coffee. We are scheduled again. We had a couple of hiccups in our schedule, but we are scheduled tomorrow. Top 10 Yankees with Scott Reinen of the Bronx Pinstripe Show. He is one of the foremost Yankee experts out there in the podcast universe. Looking forward to having him on. And then on Friday, it's another coffee conversation. We're going to be talking with Texas Rangers reliever, Ian Jabot, and I'm really looking forward to talking to him. If you have not listened to any of our top 10 lists, go back and do so. If you have not listened to any of our coffee conversations, our first with Luke Farrell of the Texas Rangers, our second with Zach Littell of the Twins and Dalton Kelly of the Rays, those are available for you to download. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. I got a little bit fired up, I will admit. I got a bit more fired up than I do normally, but I just want to let you all know that health, and safety and the good of the people of this country are more important than sports. And I hope that Major League Baseball understands that and doesn't do something stupid that is going to endanger the health of anybody involved in Major League Baseball. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Remember to leave a rating, write a review, and subscribe. And as always, we'll catch you in the AM.